are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? The always wonderful and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please check out my website, MillerThomas24.MyPortfolio.com. On there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are talking Game 3 of the World Series. We'll do a little preview for that game. I'll tell you which two Diamondbacks were finalists for a gold glove. And I'll also tell you what's the last thing. also want to talk about the DH rule and what it means for the National League in 2021. So we'll talk about all that in today's podcast. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, use promo code LOCKEDON. You can get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. All right, let's get into it. Now let's talk about Game 3 of the World Series. We got a great pitching matchup on the mound tonight. In Game 3, it's going to be Charlie Morton of Tampa Bay. Versus uh, Walker Buehler of the Dodgers. I don't know why his name escaped me for a second, but that's who it's going to be. It's it's two dominant foes on the mound here tonight for Game 3. And this is definitely shaping up to be a pitching duel tonight. I mean, these two guys in the playoffs have been just supremely stout. These two guys have been absolutely shut down in the playoffs. Really, Charlie uh, Charlie Morton's been that guy in these playoffs. So has uh, Walker Buehler as well. But Charlie Morton, the, these playoffs playoffs have just been outstanding I mean what he's doing right now is actually uh uh kind of unprecedented I mean it hasn't been done in a long time what what Charlie Morton's doing right now because he has a 0.7 ERA through his first five postseason starts with the Rays that's the lowest by pitcher in his first five starts for a single team since uh the earned run average became an official stat in both leagues in 1913 so Basically, it is unprecedented. No one's ever done what Charlie Morton's done before. Through the first five games of a new team, this is the greatest we've ever seen. And that just goes to show you the kind of pitching depth you can see in this series. I mean, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Glasnow, Snell, Morton, May, Gonsolin. There are some arms in this series, and whichever arms don't falter are going to be the are going to be the leaders of the teams that win this World Series. And tonight we're going to see what happens. We got two studs out there on the mound that have been dealing. Walker Bueller, his his ERA in the postseason has been phenomenal this season as well. 
I don't know what his ERA is exactly in the postseason, but he's given up four earned runs and 18 innings pitched in this playoff, so it's pretty dominant what he's been doing this postseason, and he's been pretty good, especially with the strikeouts. When you look at his numbers in that wild card round in one start, he had eight strikeouts. The next start in the divisional series, he had another eight strikeouts, and then over 11 innings in the championship series, he had 13 strikeouts. So Bueller's been a strikeout artist, and that's what he's done throughout his entire postseason career. He's been pretty much a strikeout artist, so he's definitely a guy that can get those uh, those swing and misses, get that strike rate up high, and. Looking at Charlie Morton's bio right now, I didn't realize Charlie Morton was a New Jersey guy. I'm a New Jersey guy, so I definitely love to see that. So, good job by Charlie Morton to be born in the state of New Jersey. But these two teams tonight, they're evenly matched, at least for tonight, when it comes to their pitching. Morton, surprisingly, didn't have a dominant regular season. Only a 4.74 ERA across nine starts. He gave up a decent amount of earned runs, 20 over the course of 38 innings pitch. His hits per nine was 10.2, which is massively high, but uh, his strikeouts per nine was 9.9, so he is a strikeout kind of guy. He is a strikeout artist. He was coming off two back-to-back really good seasons with the Rays in 2019 and the Astros in 2018 before 2020 so we know he's got the stuff in his bag and he's been putting it on display in the postseason so these two teams I think are really going to come down uh, tonight for uh, I think the game tonight is going to come down to which team can get to that bullpen first I said it you know uh, in the last game too it's going to be a pitching duel tonight and whichever starter falters first is the team that's going to win probably whoever can get to that bullpen first tonight whoever can get to that bullpen first tonight is going to take the series lead and also I, I think the Dodgers or not the Dodgers I think the Rays I think in their next start, they're going to try to go with that bullpen by committee style. I think they're going to be using more bullpen guys, have shorter leashes on guys in that next start. So many of their guys are really trying to go with like a three-man rotation right now with Morton, Snell, and Glass now. So they've all been used. They all need a little bit of rest. So I think they're really going to go with that uh, committee to, uh, in their next game. So I don't think – I think the Rays are going to be a little bit more desperate today because I feel like if they want to win game four, they're going to have to get – a little bit more lucky and I don't think it's as clear as a path to winning game four as it is for game three game three you could just ride the back of Charlie Morin hopefully he goes seven strong innings you know hopefully he goes pretty deep into the ball game and you can put a couple runs on the board and that's all you need hopefully three one three runs could win you tonight's game but we know that Dodgers lineup is deadly. Uh, in that last game, when they were going against Blake Snell, they were they were held in check for most of the game. Uh, they got to Snell a little bit in that fifth inning. They put a couple runs on the board, but it still felt like a kind of close game as it got later into that ball game in Game Two. So we know the Dodgers could cut. We know the Dodgers could put runs on the board early, and they could put runs on the board quickly. So the Rays really just need to keep pitching well tonight. They really need more to have a good start. And if you're the Dodgers. You want Walker Bueller to have a good start as well. Bueller's arguably the best pitcher on your staff. We know he's been dealing with some blister issues. So if you could get good Bueller tonight, that'll make you really confident for game four. And I'm not entirely too sure. Maybe Kershaw comes back for game four. I doubt it. I feel like he's coming for game five. So it might be a Dustin May start. Or I think Julio Urias would start game four, actually. So I think you they, they trust Julio Urias to start game four. But I do think they would rather have a, a series lead. Both of these teams 
won't both of these teams won't have someone they're super confident in for game four both of these teams are going to go with their backup option you know their plan c's for game four when it comes to starting so both of these teams want game three tonight because they at least want that one game lead in the series if they have to do a game four where they where they're going to have someone on the mound that they don't have the utmost confidence in to win them that game so tonight it's going to come down to whichever starter can falter first and whichever team can get into that bullpen first it doesn't even have to mean you knock the that the starter out of the game early via runs because i believe the rays in game three needed to get got to gonsolin early through run scoring and that's what they try to do they they were attacking gonsolin early and dave roberts took uh gonsolin out early but i think for this one it's not about exactly run scoring i think it could just be through walks and just getting that pitch count up and just having quality at bats if you could just make walker bueller throw you know close to 100 pitches through four innings and get him out that way i think i would consider that as a win as well because the dodgers bullpen it's getting weak out here. That that depth is really starting to falter. We saw we saw in game three, Dustin May come in. Uh, uh, I think Gonzalez came in too and gave up an earned run. So the Rays have been uh, getting to that Dodgers bullpen just a little bit. They've been tagging them up for some runs. So I think if the the Rays could do that tonight, get to the Dodgers bullpen first, I think it'll really set them set them up to win game three here tonight. Now I'll talk to you guys about. Which two Diamondbacks finished finalists for Gold Gloves? But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back and more improved and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're both soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy. That's why I love them, because they're not just candy bars, because they're not candy bars at all. They just taste like candy bars, but they're actually protein bars, and they're great for the health-conscious guy like me, because they help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Built Bar has reset their promo code for this relaunch. You get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's get back into it and let's talk about those two finals. The gold gloves for the Diamondbacks and it was pretty simple. David Peralta and Cole Calhoun, the two corner outfielders for the Diamondbacks. David Peralta is actually, I believe, the reigning gold glove winner already in left field uh, for the National League. So this would just be him winning back-to-back gold gloves. And the D-backs have some really phenomenal defensive players. Fortunately, Nick Ahmed wasn't a finalist, but we know how stout he is. He's won the last two gold gloves at shortstop for the NL. So we know he's a stud defensively. Cole Calhoun, he's a finalist this season. He won the gold glove back in 2015 for the Angels in right field as well. So we got two guys right now, two corner outfielders who are out there and, you know, collecting gold gloves possibly. I think that would just be a great mark 
on their resume, especially in a season where nothing went right for the Diamondbacks. At least we can say we got two gold glove finalists, and they're not going to win it, I believe, since they are just finalists. But who knows? Uh, it, it was a great season defensively for them. Maybe they could come back, and uh, maybe they can come back and win it next season. But I don't think that's an award players truly aspire to win. I mean, unless you're just your game is built on defense like a Jackie Bradley, uh, then I, I don't think most players aspire to win. Unless you're like a Nick Ahmed as well. I think most players want to win the Gold Glove, but it's not like at the top of their list of accolades that they were want. You know, it's not as high as a Cy Young MVP, not even like a Silver Slugger. I think players would rather have that than a Gold Glove. But it's still a nice mark to have on your resume, and still shows what you can do to impact the game outside of offense so a gold glove is definitely something I'm impressed by when a player wins it but I also want to talk on this but about the DH rule the designator designated hitter rule that you know was implemented in 2020 because of you know so many new rules were implemented look at the expanded playoffs look at the runner and second extra innings this was just one more universal DH rule now there's talks that in 2021 the AL will be the only team to to have the DH. And if the NL wants it, they'll have to do it through bargaining. And I just want to say the MLB Players Union, MLB, whoever needs to get together to get collective bargaining going and getting a DH to the NL needs to happen. So many people are against the universal DH. I don't know. I just don't understand why. One it's in one league already, so why would we not make it universal? Tell me how that makes sense. So many people are talking about strategy. Wouldn't you want both leagues to be playing on the same playing field? Like, I don't understand why people want to hold on to one league doing something while another league doesn't. That's like in the NFL, if you said one team gets a field goal kicker and one team doesn't, or in basketball, you know, one team has a point guard and the other team doesn't. Like, you're just taking away a position for no reason. Like, why would you do that? Not Why, why would you not make it an even playing field for all the teams playing? So I think... The AL already has the DH. It already is pretty successful, I think, since they've implemented it in the American League. I mean, we've gotten players like Edgar Martinez, a Hall of Fame kind of player. David Ortiz, these are Hall of Famers that we wouldn't have normally if there wasn't a designated hitter. So why would we not? There, there's so much talent that we could be missing out on. So I think the DH is great because it, 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 the universal DH would be great because it would create an even playing field for everybody. Wouldn't feel like one uh, league gets a, an advantage in the World Series and the other team doesn't. Like think about how stupid that is. When the Red Sox have to make, when the Red Sox make it to the World Series, they literally have to sit one of their better position players because their team is built to have a designated hitter and they have to change their whole playing style when they get to the biggest stage think of how much of an advantage that is for the national league when the red sox have to travel on the road and try to put big poppy at first maybe sit one of your your other good players like uh like a mike napoli or they have to try to trot jd martinez out in the in right field or something and then sit like a jackie bradley like it, it, it's so dumb that baseball does that where a team can have an advantage in the world series versus the other and then you can look at it vice versa if any team is going against the red sox in the world series then yeah they get an extra guy in that DH but there I doubt that their guy they're picking up to put in DH is going to be as good as Big Poppy. so what did you just want everyone to be on the even playing field and then the other argument I just don't understand that people use when they're anti-DH is 
the strategy. They say it's more strategy going against a pitcher than a DH, and I just don't understand that. So where is the strategy? The strategy is trying to manufacture runs because you have a, a pitcher in the ninth hole instead of a hitter. Is that the strategy? You, you have to figure out what kind of bunt to lay down. I, I don't understand the strategy. Usually the best outcome for a pitcher when he's in the lineup is he moves a runner from first to second second to third that's usually the best scenario yeah sometimes they get a hit you know sometimes you got bum garner hits a home run but those are rare most of the time you're just hopefully your pitcher gets a single or he just moves a runner over a base usually the pitchers don't do much when they're in your lineup i think it's more strategy when you have to figure out what kind of pitcher to put on your mound because you're going against a big poppy or a jd martinez in that dh hole and you don't want to throw to them i think that takes more uh, takes more strategy so i think it actually adds greater emphasis on skill and strategy in baseball if you had a dh in that spot instead of a pitcher going against a pitcher i i think that just uh doesn't make any sense at all and then finally sports is about runs and offense and seeing points go on the board people don't watch sports for defense that's why you see the nfl and basketball change their rules to help out the offense for baseball it would be the same thing you'd be adding more runs overall across the sport over the course of 162 game season because you would have one more player in the lineup that could go get you 30 home runs as opposed to a pitcher every night if you have a guy like jd martinez or someone else you know just if the if the d-backs had a full season of let's say let's say the d-backs who out there get another corner outfielder and now they want to put cole calhoun as a dh spot think about how elite that would be if you had a 30 home run guy like cole calhoun as your dh every game it just creates way more offense and i think it just creates a better product on the field so i just want to know why wouldn't we do that for uh baseball if you could create more runs on the board it would create a better strategy for the game and just more appealing for the fans to watch so i'm all in favor of bargaining getting some kind of agreement between the union you know hashes out get the details going get the meetings going because i want to see the dh rules stay i don't think we really got to get a full taste of it uh, I think in the shortened season, it was kind of weird for the National League. Some teams were better prepared than others, but the, the Diamondbacks were just throwing random guys out there in DH every day. So I really want them to, to you know, figure out a way to, to get a good player in that put, in that spot in the lineup. If they did have a DH rule, I think the Diamondbacks would put a greater emphasis on that position considering they have Mike Hazen from the Red Sox organization who knows all about having an elite DH in that position. So hopefully the National League uh, is able to implement the, the DH rule for longer than just a 60-game season. Now, that's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Hope everyone comes back in next week because today was the last day of podcast for the week. So go back and listen to this week's podcast. If you miss any of them, don't forget to come back next week because it's the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Your team every day with the best Diamondbacks news, coverage, and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Deuces!